Hi everyone, my name is Laura and you're listening to LF Photospace, a podcast dedicated to all things photography from my perspective. I hope everyone's having a great weekend so far and a great way to look forward to the following week ahead. But without further ado, we'll get started with talking a little bit about still life photography. I know that we've briefly touched on the subject but we want to go a little bit more into detail specifically because seasons change and your ideas perhaps will change you'll find different subjects different topics that you want to explore to photograph and still photography is one of the best ways to do it it's not just photographing still life it's actually still considered an art Therefore, you are an artist if you are photographing still life, according to me, of course. But it's always been a very type of popular photography and has always been in high demand. And these days, you know, the popularity of that type of photography has really not disappeared, but it's kind of slowed down a bit. But it's, it appears to be picking up yet again and it's been really really more relevant than it has in the last few years the last few months so many of today's photographers are very fond and very excited when it comes to shooting still life even though still life is sometimes in demand it kind of goes back and forth Many of today's publishers for different types of magazines, obviously owners of online stores and specifically food businesses, turn to still photography to motorize that advertisement or mobilize that type of business. They want to make sure that they get to the nitty gritty of what their products or their services actually look like. So this is one great way for those small businesses, specifically in the food industry and whatnot, to start or to look for freelance photographers to work on that type of still photography. Now, because this is a business that is very profitable, um, now you have to think it's profitable from the point of view of commerce. It is needed for both product catalogs and for advertising brochures, as an example. And also, many photographic galleries that display still life photos are definitely um, using these to decorate their interiors. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you're if you decide to use still photography as the type of work that you want to focus on, this is great because you're still profitable. You can sell your art to other art galleries to kind of you know serve as decoration. You can sell your work. You can exhibit your work. Some of these galleries do it for free. Our gallery will do it for free as well. We want to be the platform for all those involved in the art of photography to partake and participate and display their skills overall. So that's another thing to keep in mind. And still photography is still considered famous among the non-professional photographers who love creative work or creative photography and when you work on still life many of the photographers today do not need to go somewhere 
um, you know, like they would have to go out and venture if they're doing, you know, reporting photography or repertoire photography, or even wait for a particular state of the weather as if you were working on landscape photography. Now, still life, you got to keep in mind that it is static overall. Okay, and a composition built on different subjects that can stand for as long as necessary until the, the photographer or you as the photographer completes the work. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. And once you're done photographing your still life, you're also able to dissemble it if that's what you're focusing on or if that's what you're doing. So... In Lehman's terms, what is still life photography? And I will reiterate this as we keep going and we keep discussing this very special topic. Now, to many photographers and many professionals and to creatives in the art world, still life photography is considered a genre of photographic art that depicts inanimate subjects or objects in the most aesthetic, most expressive, or most creative way. Now, still life photography is still in high demand, don't get me wrong. You know, like I mentioned before, for advertising purposes, for the advertising industry, the commercial industry, but most often we look at still photography and think of perhaps flowers, dishes, fruits, vintage items, and so these are subject to this type of photography genre, okay? And if any of you didn't know, you will know today that still life is actually one of the earliest genres of photography. This was the favorite type of photography for many inventors of the art form. Um, there was a French artist and a scientist who have always usually talked about or touched upon and his name is Louis Daguerre. He was actually very famous for creating live photography or still life photography. He also created the artist workshop which he made in the year 1837. So he was basically the godfather of still photography if I'm allowed to say that. Now, when we also talk about the history of still life photography, we can say that it was born in the early experiments of photographic inventors. Yes, I will mention this gentleman again, Louis Daguerre, and there was another gentleman by the name of William Talbot, who we've also covered in earlier podcasts. But these guys worked on fixing objects that were best suited for this purpose because of the long exposure time when you're photographing still life. Now, one of the earliest examples of this type of genre that has, I mean, I can tell you this has survived up until today's date. I mean, it started in 1839, so you can definitely agree with me that it has outlasted many, many other types of genres, perhaps, and it's been the longest-running type of photography overall, okay? And in comparison to 1839, up until this point, still photography is yet more often used indoors than outdoors, but toward the middle of the 19th century the photosensitivity of the equipment was so low and it was so necessary because of this to go outside that it became more of a 
focus or I guess it became more elaborate to focus on still photography by photographing in the outdoors okay and while other individuals were filming different subjects and different objects still life photography was still kind of a competitor because you were photographing a particular non-moving moment and so when we move on we also talk about some of the features of still photography now working in the still photography genre many photographers understand that it is not very complicated to try to capture this moment but the creation of an image and bringing it to full compliance always involves a plan so even though this is still photography you still have to have some sort of plan as to how you plan or how you expect to photograph your object or your subject okay we can talk about features like um, you know building on your composition maybe perhaps cropping maybe even feeling the color if you're photographing this particular type of of still life or still life object and specifically light you know with every topic that we've touched upon there's always been a bit of explanation about light and lighting and how using hard light soft light incandescent light artificial light how all of these come together and help you create your body of work now many of the newer photographers or the new photographers that are coming into this genre have face the problem that the objects in the picture seem to collect disparate things or disparate things if I can say that um, some of these have to be arranged as you know so that there is a type of connection that is formed between the objects and the look that perceives the picture as a whole so you have to keep in mind that there has to be some type of connection you may see it in your mind as you're in the process of creating an image with still life but you also have to make sure that you as the viewer can separate yourself from you as the photographer so you what you see is what you want your viewers to see and so that's where this whole issue with you know you have to have that type of connection okay now Another thing that is important as you're photographing still life is the selection of a back, backdrop or a background that will require your attention. It is important that if you don't pick the right background or the backdrop, you can spoil the image and give things an unexpected look. So if you are looking to create something obscure, then more power to you because this will allow you to be... Um, in a sense more of an explorer in photography or that type of photography but if you have a particular depiction of an image that you want to bring to life you definitely want to pay attention to those too so focusing on making those connections between those objects that you're photographing and that background that's going to make that image or that particular object or subject pop okay now some of the basics for still photography are very simple um, you know like I said because this is a very classic genre of photography and if it's something if it, if it is the type of genre that interests you you can try to photograph still life 
at least once. I mean, you can definitely give it a try, give it a shot and see what you come up with, see what what comes out of your exploring and see if you like it because um, it's it's a great it's a great genre, but it just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of dedication, you know, focusing on how you create that image and bring it to life. Now, many photographers require different types of equipment and perhaps for still photography you know some some photographers or some perhaps amateur photographers think that creating a still life image requires a studio perhaps or even expensive and complex photographic equipment but that is not true at all that's not really the case now if you can start with an ordinary digital single lens reflex camera or a DSLR or even an average price level like you know it doesn't have to be professional but it could be a practical camera that you've recently purchased sharpness should be perfect okay so it's not just about using a very expensive camera because you don't have to if you know if you develop an eye for photographing still life you don't have to have an extremely expensive camera you can have perhaps a regular you know uh, point and shoot slash DSLR that are really great to purchase for first-time photographers you know if you can happen to purchase these in bundles like I've seen in the last few months for example these will include a couple of lenses maybe even a camera bag and you know it's a Canon or it's a Nikon definitely check those out but for still photography sharpness needs to be practically perfect you have the time to focus because of this and because you know using a particular type of lens also helps in allowing you to have that sharpness that you want to capture the image in its entirety. Now you can also think of a macro lens which is basically it captures the most sharp image or the most sharp object sorry as you're trying to photograph and this type of lens is actually it's a good piece of equipment to have it's well suited for still life photography overall because it captures a wider um, I guess I could say aperture at a much um, sharper image and you know in the event that you don't really have a macro lens that's also okay because there are lenses if you haven't purchased your equipment already and you want to continue with this there are lenses that allow you to shoot in micro mode or micro lens mode and that is just as great as having an actual micro lens okay so depending on what kind of lighting you're also incorporating into this image or that you intend to create you may need a tripod which we've actually talked about previously and throughout our podcast these are extremely important specifically when you're shooting still life especially when you're shooting in different types of artificial lighting whether you're shooting at night like we talked about before or whether you're looking to shoot in an incandescent type of light a low light a bright light you name it it's the best piece of equipment to have okay and now when working on this type of genre 
A tripod for a photographer is the most faithful and reliable assistant. So think of it this way. You're doing or you're going about this by yourself. You want to build a name for yourself. You're doing this alone. You don't have partners. You don't have anybody else. You're just, you just happen to want to do this alone. Your tripod is basically like your <laughs> personal assistant. Not to that level, but it aids in the fact that you're trying to photograph still. Okay, and also remember that a tripod or the use of a tripod will also help you to create very long exposure shots. So if you aim to do that before, then definitely your, your tripod is going to help and it's going to make a lot of things easier when you start pointing, when you start shooting, when you start creating and coming up with those specific still light subjects to photograph. Okay, now... I mentioned background previously because like I said it is extremely important to have that background or that backdrop and in this particular type of genre it is extremely essential a correctly selected background or backdrop is already one might say most of your success okay so if you're thinking about a backdrop background and you've got that then you're nearly halfway there the backdrop should be um, a type of background that does not distract um, that it does not take your attention from actually photographing or the photographing the subjects that you see on the frame and it should definitely not distract uh, your attention and it should not be a piece of con conspicuous, sorry, subject, or perhaps it should not be placed in a conspicuous area where it actually takes your attention away from the object or the subject that you're looking to photograph. So in other words, the more simple, the less hectic, the less busy, the more simplified type of background that you can find, whether it be a piece of paper, whether it be a cloth, whether it be a specific setting up against a wall or a specific type of scenery, you definitely want to make sure that it doesn't distract from you actually photographing this particular type of still life. Now, like I said, you can use a plain wall, you can use a sheet of paper. I've done it before. You could even use cardboard. It's, I mean, it's been done. It's just the dramatic effect relies on that backdrop, but it also wants to be cohesive with the subjects that you're photographing. Now, you can also try dark backdrops or even deep blacks, but that definitely doesn't have to be the case and it doesn't always have to be white, so we leave that up to you guys. And if you're looking to use textures on your backdrops or your backgrounds, definitely what you want to do is make sure that before you start officially photographing that you see how it kind of blends in with the subjects that you're photographing or the objects that you're photographing because again that could also play a role in the distraction or perhaps maybe if you're shooting a specific type of still life that it doesn't distract the viewer from focusing on that particular type of subject or that particular type of object okay and we focus also on lighting and i mentioned that lighting is very important it is 
practically the most critical subject that you can focus on when you are about ready to start shooting your still life. Now there's no particular need to acquire expensive studio like I mentioned before or studio lighting fixtures. It is quite possible to do without them actually so you don't really need equipment that is going to perhaps hinder your ability to photograph in the type of lighting that you envision so it's not something that is extremely um, necessary but again we are talking about working with what you have and using it specifically and wisely and effectively right so you know in still life many of us photographers have a huge advantage why why do we have a huge advantage because we definitely are in, in control of everything that happens including the lighting so you keep in mind you're manipulating everything that you're doing that is how we as photographers control specifically our lighting now if you need to get if we need to get rid of natural light completely perhaps closing the curtains or putting blinds up if you're photographing indoors that's a good way to go and if it does not give us the desired effect that we're looking for then you could definitely you know go to another room it could be transferred to a dark location without windows you can improvise you know but just keep in mind that some of the most beautiful still life photographs can be taken in natural light you know including outside or outdoors and even in the open air so you're not limited to using indoor lighting or perhaps very limited use of lighting you can combine with each one now if you know how to properly work with certain types of lamps then you can try using the light that can be very productive if you've got some type of experience and you definitely feel that you know lamps are going to work for the type of still life that you're going to be photographing then by all means go ahead and use them i don't particularly recommend them but again remember the idea is to explore and to focus on and and develop a type of slim fixation on what you want your artificial or your still life to look like okay now many pictures that are taken you know and some of the simplest pictures that are taken um, require perhaps maybe frontal lighting you can opt to use direct frontal lighting and if some of these images if you started already and some of them look a little bit flat a little bit dull um, or a little bit uninteresting then you can focus on rearranging that light you're not limited to doing it remember you're still exploring and you're looking at different size different views to see how better how much better your photograph fits with what you're focusing on and what you're shooting now if conditions allow you to use a window as your primary light source don't be afraid to shoot in such lighting okay so if a window helps definitely use that to your advantage and in many cases you can also use a reflector i've used them in the past and they're pretty simple to use and if you do not have a reflector 
and some of these reflectors tend to be a little bit inexpensive so that's something that you may want to add to your list of equipment for your photographic skills you can always replace or you can always use a different type of reflector perhaps a sheet of aluminum foil um, cardboard paper or even paper itself even you know ordinary newspaper can be used as a reflector now no matter how strange it may seem at first it will actually allow you to reflect off you know the, you know, the light depending on the type of setting that you have built on now when it comes to choosing your subject for still life what you do want to focus on is you basically you determine and you decide what you want to start taking pictures with so you know what I suggest and my best recommendation is for you to look around in your environment you know how many things around you do you feel are exciting to you or could potentially be exciting as you're photographing you can think about maybe variations in shape variations in texture and even color you know they're all made from various materials so you can think of of all of these and decide that's going to be one factor that I'm going to focus on as I photograph my still life you know you have you also have to think that each of these items that I've mentioned as examples of course are very unique in their own way so each of these can definitely bring something fantastic something amazing and you can definitely work on a story for each of these because you have to keep in mind that each of these items has their own story and you can build up on it. Many of today's photographers too that I've noticed uh, will sometimes tend to think one-sidedly perhaps or maybe be more of the stereotypical type of photographer and when I say that I mean that I've realized that many, many of them believe that still life photography is simply you know a depiction of flowers or fruits and that's not the case actually it's not like that at all and so beauty can be found pretty much in anything you determine your eye determines what you think might look beautiful perhaps the simplest the simplicity of a piece of paper that's crinkled or folded might work for you you know you want to definitely come out of that ordinary look and make that simple and ordinary subject or object appear extraordinary and interesting you definitely want to pick items that are unconventional and creative you know and even something as simple as a piece of plier can be presented so beautifully to the viewer that they will admire the way that it was photographed because you will make it appear beautiful you will make it appear simple but simple enough that you find the beauty in it and also keep in mind that you're not limited to the type of or to the time that you dedicate to photographing any particular subject or object you can take as long as you want because you again determine what and how you're gonna have that image you know come out beautifully delicately composition focusing on how richly you can capture this type of still photography 
So when you're shooting different topics or different objects, just keep in mind and pay attention to the material by which they are made. So for example, if you're focusing on particular on a particular sorry type of fruit, you want to focus on the texture of the skin of that apple perhaps or maybe that banana or the orange. For many of today's beginning or beginner photographers, you definitely want to avoid glary surfaces. That's just something to consider. It's not something that you have to abide by, but it's my best recommendation. Um, you definitely want to steer a little bit away from things that reflect light at the first stage. So for example, um, focusing on a glass and perhaps the lighting across from that glass that you're photographing is a little bit brighter than, than you anticipated, then definitely you want to think of what and how that lighting can be distorted because of the type of framing that you're using prior to shooting that first image. A couple of other things that I would definitely recommend to many of our still life photography beginning or beginners out there, beginner photographers, definitely think about composition. Composition is really the essential component of any still life photographic project. Now before you start shooting your still life, I would definitely say that you have to familiarize yourself with the fundamental um, rules of composition, specifically in photography, and we've gone over these quickly, but I will definitely add those on the podcast page on Instagram so you guys understand a little bit of, of what I'm talking about. Now, we've gone over this first example, and I spoke about this earlier on, and this is the rule of thirds. Now, when you think of the rule of thirds you want to think of the law of golden ratio in other words the laws of perspective and direction of lines I will also add those as part of the podcast on the Instagram page now having learned these two perspectives um, and that theory of composition you're going to be able to definitely more exclusively and more delicately apply the knowledge in the type of photo that you will be practicing okay now sometimes these laws and this type of theory yes for the most part can be violated or can be completely dismissed or not followed but if you break something you need to know something in other words in order to break out of that particular type of regiment or that particular type of instruction you have to know what you're looking at so you have to know something that perhaps maybe your viewers didn't even know so you want to focus on the those first initial laws and rules of composition and your direction of lines but once you break that point then you're able to use those to your benefit you're you'll be able to maneuver around those specific rules of the thirds and those directions of those lines okay now another thing that beginner photographers want to focus on when working with still life is definitely the mood and the atmosphere and sometimes we as photographers tend to forget how important that is as well because if you're definitely not in the mood to shoot still life photography no matter how how long of a period of time you are able to dedicate it's just not going to happen you have to think that you have to be inspired and you have to be motivated to continue on your photography. And yes, and sometimes many of us photography uh, um, uh, gurus, I guess I can say, or many of us photographers 
overall will go into waves of inspiration and you want to make sure that you're caught in some of the best type of inspiration that will allow you to explore that will keep you motivated and keep you excited about the type of photography that you're focusing on and if you don't have that you know it'll be more difficult to try and focus on the quality definitely it is an influencer of your mood as a photographer definitely a state of mind and that stays a while you know and that stays while you're working so if you lose that it'll be a lot harder to get it back if you don't focus on that also um you know it's almost like when you have experience in perhaps dealing with different individuals or different moods different personalities if you're in a bad mood you're never gonna approach a situation effectively or positively if I can say that and it's the same when it comes to your photography your mood is essential not just because you're working on still life but also because if you are not in the mood to photograph still life but you're in the mood to photograph portraits you're gonna want to think about and you're gonna want to focus on portraiture as opposed to still life so you have to be in that mood you have to be in that mindset if you enjoy doing what you're doing and if you're passionate about this type of work and you work with enthusiasm the result will be extraordinary so just keep that in mind always staying in the mood always thinking positively always acting out those creative thoughts and putting them on photographic paper if I say that okay and definitely definitely you know focusing on the type of genres not just still life that you want to focus on that you want to work with you don't need to rush because you have time the only thing that I would suggest is to just pay close attention to every little detail every little thing you know every stroke every glare and if you notice that something is off focus on that fix it and go back to make it what you want to make it and you know set up your subjects slowly there is no rush again you are exploring there is no need to rush there is no need to be quick unless you absolutely know exactly what you're doing and you're focusing on then definitely i would say take your time it is definitely important to do that you want to focus on the lighting or create the lighting that you need you know take some time to prepare take some time to do some pre-shooting you know shoot up against the lighting see if that works give it a few more tries you know fortunately today or in today's world there's no need to spare photographic film and chemicals so you have to think that if you're shooting with digital you have all the time that you need you don't need to go back and say oh my god I've already wasted an entire roll of film I need to go buy more because I can't get it right no you can actually press delete and then you can go back and photograph as many times as you'd like for as long as you want until you get that perfect shot and another thing to definitely consider is your camera setting and your lighting I would say that 
shooting still life with an aperture as wide as possible is definitely a great way to start. Remember, we talked about apertures in our previous podcast. If you would like to know even more about that, please send me a voice message or send me a message via Instagram and I'm happy to go over those details again so that you better understand. You know, this is a no judgment place. We can definitely ask the same question several different times. We want to make sure that we're providing you guys with enough accurate information to go out and do this on your own to venture out. This is something that should always be fun. So keep that in mind. But still life, remember that the better the aperture, the wider the aperture, the more grasp, the more you're, you'll be able to sharp sharpen up that skill to take that picture now if you lack light again this will not bother you because you'll be photographing from a tripod which actually means that the exposures can be arbitrarily long and that's something that you don't have to worry about if you're shooting with your tripod you can just leave your camera shoot and then however long the exposure needs to process as that camera is taking that picture should not be an issue because you're not holding it it's not going to steer it's not going to shake and you'll be able to capture that image in the best possible way now if your goal is to create a blurred background then be open to the aperture being wider what does that mean well if you want to achieve the perfect sharpness of your photo perhaps closing the aperture might work and if you're focusing on using a blurred type of background definitely high aperture lens is something that you want to use now you can put that to work you can figure that out on your own you'll be able to do that if you you know want to get that type of quality for your image or that type of i guess focus or technique definitely you can do that in many cases though keep in mind that if you use a photo box to shoot a still life image that can work and you can actually go on any of the sites primarily um, Amazon to look up a photo box and you'll be able to figure out what that is they will definitely add that information on the Instagram page as well so you guys have references but you know working with still life I definitely say you can start at home because if that's where you're comfortable shooting or you have different lighting setups to work with then you can definitely use those to your advantage Um, and it is quite craftful and quite possible to create beautiful still images at home you know even in the quietest of apartments or the quietest of rooms in your house the space in your home the interiors the textures those could all be a great source of inspiration and definitely you can find some excellent subjects for your work and i mentioned before window work can bring great light source so maybe you want to focus on that you can also create a background for still life that you know the way that you want to photograph or the way that you want it maybe perhaps from even scrap materials like I mentioned before and the most um, the most important thing is if you're looking to photograph 
and you want to start with some ideas and you don't really know how to start but you like a couple of things that you've seen either online or either through magazines I would definitely say um, the first thing you definitely want to do is look up some of the most famous life photographers I can give you a couple of names here but definitely my best recommendation again would be to kind of venture out and look around do some research and see what you like and try and test it out see if it works for you if it works for you that's even great you can improve that process if you're not really sure and you're just looking to kind of just start definitely do the same you can copy there's nothing wrong with that so as long as the subjects that you're using are definitely or obviously different there's no you know there's no need to feel like oh I'm copying or I'm mimicking that's how you learn by mimicking or by adapting something maybe changing it around that fits to your needs and to your style so definitely keep um, mindful of that but if you want to check out some famous still life photographers I recommend Andre Kurtes he is a Hungarian born photographer who has captured still life throughout his entire photographic career and some of the strengths in his work are the verified composition and of course the dramatic chiaroscuro which means that he works with with dark and light as at the same time so definitely one person to check out another still life photographer is Paul Otterbridge and Paul Otterbridge at a very young age um, was able to master some of this photographic still life art and a lot of his work had already been published in magazines like Vanity Fair and Vogue and he focused on working with nudes and although some of the nudes that he photographed were very scandalous he was able to do a lot of the color still life photography that he enjoyed and he definitely used nudes as his perspective another gentleman uh, his name is Joseph Sudek his nickname is um, the Prague poet because he lived simultaneous as Outeridge who created works that were the complete opposite in the meaning so basically he was a little bit more subtle and lyrical compared to the other gentleman by the name of Paul Otterbridge and so those are a few you do have some photographer ladies and I never forget my ladies um, her name is Sharon Kaur she's an American artist who definitely took the time to interpret famous paintings in photography so basically she took some of the paintings that she liked recreated these and actually made them photographs that's actually pretty cool and she repeated her paintings from different eras so we're talking about you know Dutch still life and mostly 16th century pop art so those are definitely a few of the photographers that focused on still life please feel free to check those out I will add their names as well on my Instagram page so you guys can reference those and with that we end for tonight we hope that you have a great week that you continue to listen to us and I always say thank you for those of you who continue to listen and to take some some knowledge some understanding of what we discuss in some of our podcasts uh, like I said we are you know 
free of judgment. We are open to any suggestions, any ideas, anything that reflects what we enjoy most about photography. This is an open forum. I do it from my perspective, from my point of view, and it's definitely, you know, allowed me to give that off to you guys and talk about some of the most interesting things that I find that have made me the type of photographer that I am today. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, we wish you the best. Please stay safe. Please continue to create and recreate and never lose that because that's something that all of us have within us and we're able to create whatever we want if we just focus on and put our mindset to it so with that we end guys have a great night again if you need to reach me please feel free to um, send me messages on instagram you can definitely email us at laophotographs at gmail.com and until next time guys i will see you have a great week